0: The Elf Service A Story for Christmas. Written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington.
1: Episode 10 The charity auction for the benefit of the Benevolent Fund for the Home of Weathered Seamen was not Maddy Sharp's usual choice of entertainment for a Saturday night. Not that she had anything against sailors, old or young. In fact, she had fond memories of many heavy nights in heaving bars down by the docks. Well, not fond, exactly fuzzy. And she supposed they had to have homes to go to, whether they pitched or yawed because they were on the brine, or because the sailors were on the booze. She couldn't deny them that. Indeed, it was largely because she suspected that all of the sailors would be at the home and not attending the charity auction, that she didn't want to go. This was not going to be an evening in the company of creaking old Jack's tar, whose tattoos had long ago become unreadable relief maps across the seamed lines of their skin, being regaled with unlikely stories of distant islands and tall tales of large fish. No, no, this was going to be an evening with ladies in hats. However, Walter Burns, her editor at the Argus, had threatened her with being auctioned off herself for charity, so she had had to compromise at attending in a professional capacity as long as she didn't have to take part. Entering the ballroom of the Metropolitan Hotel, she discovered that she was not wrong about the ladies or the hats. It wasn't just the ladies and hats in attendance, however. There was also Mr Irving Jefferson. Indeed, you might say that the ladies were largely in attendance on him. He stood between the tables that had been set out over the dance floor and around him whirled every lady who had read the paper the previous day and pretty soon everyone who thought she had. The hats were so thick about him that they formed a canopy like a forest above which the taller Jefferson's head bobbed like an egret among water lilies as he bent to hear the ladies around him. Being above the canopy meant that he spotted Maddie as she passed by and wormed his way out from among the hats to accost her. Come to luxuriate in your success, Miss Sharp, he said. My success, said Maddie. I'm pleased to say this auction nonsense has nothing to do with me. No, but that is, said Jefferson, waving at the circulating ladies, all this hullabaloo. That's your piece on the service that has stirred that up. I wouldn't be being mobbed like this if it wasn't for you. Don't start pretending to me that you're not enjoying it said maddie otherwise i shall begin to lose whatever grudging respect i've been developing for you ah oh, but it's all in the service of the service isn't it said jefferson and that is my success ah oh, good said maddie i was worried for a moment that you were going to let someone else have some of the credit let's share it shall we said jefferson you shan't pretend that you didn't pen a very influential piece that has made me the hero of the city overnight, and I shan't pretend that I didn't deserve it. I'm not sure I deserve this, said Maddie. What are you doing here anyway? Auctioning off a letter, of course, said Jefferson, doing everyone a bit of good by helping everyone to do a bit of good, getting a letter answered and raising some funds for this charity, for the Home for Weathered Seamen said Maddie, I wouldn't have thought it was your kind of thing. Have much use for Santa Claus down there, do they? I wouldn't have thought it was your kind of thing, said Jefferson. Do you have much use for weathered seamen? I'm the one. What does the weathering, said Maddie. I suppose this is all your crowd, though, well fed, well paid, and well intentioned. As you so splendidly put it, Miss Sharp, said Jefferson, the poor we most certainly have. And so, charity, we must have too. Unfortunately, our city is much blessed with those willing to do, as we all should, for their fellow man. "'You've committed it to memory. How sickening,' said Maddie. "'I always try and forget everything I write as soon as possible, and I don't like having it quoted back at me. It's too like being in court.' "'But you were correct.' said Jefferson, and you are correct. The city is full of charities just like these and with people like these and thank goodness for it, for without them, what chance would I have to bring Christmas to those who wouldn't otherwise have it? And without them, what chance would you have to be such a darling of the town? said Maddie. I wonder, Miss Sharp, whether your cynicism comes from not daring to feel or from feeling a little too much said Jefferson. Now, if you'll excuse me, I see Mr. Donner over there, and I think if I can be enough of a darling to him, I can secure at least another two Christmases. Touché, said Maddie to his disappearing back, and then she realized that she recognized one of the ladies in hats. Miss Saltadora, she said. I didn't know you were interested in sailors. In sailors? <laughs> Whatever do you mean, said Miss Saltadora. My uncle's a rear vice-admiral. Perhaps that's what you're driving at, although he works out of an office these days. I do believe he has a skiff, I think he calls it, but he's never taken me on it. Indeed, the last few times I saw him, he bemoaned how rarely he gets to go out in it. I've been on the ferry, of course, many times, but I wouldn't have thought that maybe a sailor. <laughs> the charity, said Maddie, when Miss Saltadora paused the breath. The home for weathered seamen. A weathered what? said Miss Saltadora oh i suppose the home must be by the sea being for seamen which is why it's so weathered although i can't say i know anything about it it's the seamen who are weathered i think said maddie i suppose you're here with jefferson then on elf service business oh no said Miss Saltadora. I'm here for the auction with my mother. Have you seen her? She has a pheasant on her hat, I mean. We do have pheasants in the country, but they're for shooting, you know, not for pets. I feel they would be too excitable as pets, don't you? Always clacking off somewhere and knocking things over. So you've come to the auction, but you have no idea what it's an auction for, said Maddie. Well, it's for charity, isn't it? said Miss Saltadora. But then, before she could continue, a man walked onto the stage at the head of the room and stood before the table and chairs set up there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, could you please take your seats? Before the auction begins, we're just uh, going to have a few words from our founder, Captain Jevons Urker. Oh, my table, said Miss Saltedora. "Ah, oh, there's my mother. I see her shaking her tail feather. So nice to talk to you again, Miss Sharp. Talk at me, corrected Maddie, who was more interested in what sort of person might be called Jeevan's Urka than in finding a seat. The M.C. had already gone to stand behind the table as an ancient bent figure with a long white beard and a tall black hat came shuffling across the stage towards him. The old man had on a captain's coat, so shiny with use and cleaning that it gleamed in the stage lights almost as much as its buttons did. No wonder the man was so concerned with weathered seamen, thought Maddy. Blatant self-interest. The old captain finally reached the table and paused for a moment, apparently catching his breath. The chattering of people negotiating their seating stilled for a moment, waiting to hear what he had to say. Ladies and gentlemen... Fellow shipmates began the ancient sailor in a voice that creaked like timbers in a high sea. When I first became conscious of the cruel injustices that were the fates of superannuated mariners forty years ago, forty years. Any speech that started so far in the past was liable to take a long time to catch itself up to the present. This was evidently going to take a while. The murmur of the audience began to swell again like a gentle sea hushing against the droning cliffs of the speech. "'Cast up upon the inhospitable shores of old age,' continued the captain, "'marooned ashore, an unfriendly land, "'without so much as a cabin,' "'Nay, not a barrel to call shelter.' Maddie went to find her seat. She discovered that she'd been seated across from another of Jefferson's elves. "'Miss Donna, isn't it?' she said. Maddie Sharp from the Argus. I wrote the piece on Jefferson.' "'Oh, that was a lovely piece,' said Miss Donna. "'I, I do think you caught his character very well.' "'Splendid!' agreed a portly man sitting next to her. Quite right about uh, how necessary these charitable institutions are these days. Really excellent, said a nervous young man on Maddy's right, especially about how unnecessary charity really is. And what about this charity, said Maddy doggedly, the Benevolent Fund? Oh, yes, yes, the the, the Benevolent Fund, said the portly gentleman. Uh, a splendid initiative. Is it, said Maddy. For what? Hmm? "'For what is it a splendid initiative?' "'Ah, well, yes, Uh, raising money, of course,' "'said the man with an air of finality "'and turned to his partner. "'Raising money?' said Maddy to the nervous young man. "'Oh, yes,' said the man, fiddling with his cutlery. "'A filthy lucre washed in the tears of the poor.' "'The poor?' said Maddy. "Uh, "'The homeless?' said the man, hazarding a guess. "Uh, "'It's sailors, is it not?' said Miss Donna, gazing over Maddy's shoulder at the captain, who was now expounding on the qualities of dockside hostelries in major world ports. I think it is something to do with sailors uh, and uh, housing, she added with a little nod to the nervous youth, who immediately dropped a spoon and disappeared beneath the napery to find it. It was the same story at every table. Maddie wandered about the room, soon discovering that mention of the article about Jefferson would quickly make her the centre of any conversation, but none of those conversations appeared to be about weathered seamen and the domiciling thereof. In fact, pretty much no one there appeared to know what the charity was for, and Maddie strongly suspected that the few who did were, like Miss Donna, guessing at first she was inclined to judge them turning out to this dim and enervating event giving of their time and money in a cause they didn't even know but then she began to wonder might it not be in fact not perversely more virtuous to give without knowing the cause and then she began to wonder more the elf service, the home for weathered seamen, how many other charity events might be going on right now, how many other inedible dinners, how many other interminable speeches, how many more people might there be willing to give of themselves, and more particularly, their wealth, without asking why. All this generosity just ambling around, waiting to be steered in a profitable direction. It could be a good business for a bad person. She turned and looked up at the stage where Captain Jevons was tottering back into the wings, followed by a gentle applause like pebbles rolling on a stony beach. Somewhere, Maddie Sharp began to suspect, somewhere in all of this, there was a story.
0: You have been listening to The Elf Service. A story for Christmas in 24 daily episodes. Read by John Millington and written and produced by Tobias Sturt. The music is Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Riley Farley and their orchestra from the Internet Archive at archive.org. Our illustrations are by Jamie Lenman and you can see more of his work at jamielemon.com. This podcast is distributed by Acast and you can find all of our stories there or on our website christmasstories.co.uk where you can also sign up for our newsletter but wherever you found us if you like what we do please rate and review it and share with someone if you think they'd like it too. More importantly though, make sure you're here for that next episode of The Elf Service